Hey guys, welcome back to the Dudes and Drinks podcast. Uh, this time around, we're going to be talking about the role of the gods in our world that we've been creating. Um, essentially, like what their role is, how active are they, um, and just the general pantheon. So let's go ahead and hop right into that. We have a bit of an outline set up, um, but as tradition, before we start out, let's go down the line and say what we're drinking. Well, so I guess I'm up first. Yeah, you're up first, Larry. Um, so I am sipping on this. It's it's a mixed drink I created. Well, I didn't really create it, but I call it the Tennessee Tea, and it's just old number seven and lemon tea. But it's it's pretty good. You know, the tea kind of masks the liquor flavor. Nice. But you get a little bit of it, you know what I mean? Do you remember that whiskey sour I made the one time? That, like, it wasn't a whiskey sour, but... Do you know what I'm talking about? What, what do you mean? It was just straight whiskey? No, no, no. I made I made something, and I handed it to you. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it tastes good. Um, we've we've, we've done been that slowly lot, perfecting. We've been slowly perfecting the art of whiskey sours. I think it started at the camp when when I was like trashed and made you and me one. Yeah. Well, then okay. Connor slapped mine out of my hand. I don't I don't think we were perfecting the art of making whiskey sours i think we're just starting to perfect the art of making good alcohol yeah we're outgrowing the college like fucking fireball Case blue water. wave bullshit yeah oh, i will i will never i i still go my to, <clears throat> i still go to my tequila i love that shit tequila tequila you're fucking crazy man <laughs> i like margaritas i just the tequila by itself is oh oof, i love tequila by itself i have a whole nah, bottle of espolona i'm just waiting espolona is good but i need like a lime or something no i can just drink it straight um, i'll stick to my corn liquor but i am just drinking water for tonight's episode um Ooh. i will eventually stop just drinking water but we'll get there less boo Brad, why are you drinking some tea? Oh, no. You know, dude, I'm in the middle of a move right now. I don't have any of my stuff all put together, so I'm... I, I didn't even eat today. I'm <laughs> just, like, <laughs> chugging on some water. I was, I was hoping you were going to say, like, Everclear or some bullshit. Everclear? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Because no, of the move, you're just like, I need to drown. <laughs> I'm depressed and tired. That's no, a dangerous combination. Yeah. Now, we get some more soon. Uh, Tony, I saw you had that, that bottle of wine, uh, with like the dinosaur skull on it. I thought that looked pretty cool. <laughs> it was, there was a, it was a fish, fish, fish skull. Oh, fish skull. I actually have that here right next to me. Uh, fish yeah. dinosaurs. They all um, evolved from the same. I drank this, what was that? Yesterday, actually, because I made, um, I made some shrimp Alfredo yesterday because I had some shrimp in the freezer that needed cooked up and I decided to make some Alfredo and it was really good. But no, um, I'll plug that since, um. I had that yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's called a Bare Bones Red. Um, it's from Lake Erie Red Wine, I believe. Um, just a local brewer, or winery. Um, it was really good. Um, I'm not a big fan of the dry red wines, but this one had it. It reminded me a little bit of whiskey in a way because it was kind of oh. dry, but it was also kind of a smoky flavor with some hints of. Um, sweetness to it so it was really good um i definitely recommend it i will probably be buying another bottle and bring it down next time for D D. but 
Sweet. Yeah. So maybe they uh, fermented it in like a whiskey barrel or something. That's pretty common. You know, I would have read the back of the label, but I ripped it off. So what? Sacrilege. I don't know. I I I get destructive when I'm bored. I think we've had this discussion before, but I like I pick my wines based off of like price point and label. That's it. Like obviously, I know what what type of wine I'm going for. I worked in like a fucking four star restaurant for six years, so like I kind of was forced to become a bit of a wine snob. But like, there's so much of it. The only distinguishing factor is like, ooh, that one has like a cool tree on it and has like this cool design. So I'm gonna go with that one over the one that just has someone's fucking name on it. You know. You see, my family is Italian, so we like our wine. You were born. It's in your blood. Gods. Gods. Yes. Thank you, Larry. Kind of got sidetracked there <laughs> with talking about drinks, which we normally don't do. So I'm glad we did talk about that a bit more. Um. So, yeah. So the first topic, if I remember correctly, that you have on your handy dandy list, Brad, is the gods and how active they are. Is that right? Yeah. And like okay. I described it as how real a god is. Yeah. Um, so... In real life, right, gods aren't, quote, real. You know, like I, I can't touch any particular god. You know, they might be, you know, I, I'm not going to make any claims on if they're real or not, but we can't touch them. We can't interact with them. You know, like, they're not really something that, like, you can, like, see or feel or anything. They're you, not You don't tangible. have people going out and resurrecting people right in front of you using their powers type of, they're yeah. not real type of thing. Yeah, that yeah one, nobody that has, one like, hobo. power. The one hobo from Bethlehem did that once. Oh, damn. Well, I, I guess I'm wrong then. Sorry to any religious people. <laughs> I, I was oh. raised religious. I just, you know, I, I outgrew also, it, I guess. I was also raised Catholic. So. Me too. There's <laughs> a common like, theme I, I here, guys. Jesus, Jesus was a cool dude. I just, I think it's funny to classify him as a hobo because he kind of was. We're, we're not going to get into our religious point of views right now. No. Because that'll be a, <laughs> That's... That'll be an entirely different episode. Like, I mean, that's an I'm entirely different word. podcast. Actually, yeah. I would love to like dip my toes into that type of stuff, like history and religion podcast. I don't know. You guys might be like bored out of your fucking minds by that, but like I'm fascinated by that shit. We can try it sometime. Because that could be a possibility. Maybe. We'll see. Anyway, so how and and, and just to kind of narrow, um, th- we're talking specifically in, um, the world that we're building Arenberg in, correct? Yep. Gotcha. So to start off, right. Uh, first, let, let's start with a little tie into Orenburg, right? Uh, we're going to have the, the Shining Dawn Temple uh, and its church, and it's going to do a little bit of worshiping as well. Um, but that's not to perhaps a real god. A, is it? We haven't really established whether it's to a real god or not. Well, <laughs> it's we, a slush we were, fund. We, yeah, we were talking that it was more of them just worshiping because they don't know where the source of all the gold's coming from. Mm-hmm. So this is their way of trying to understand and worship to... You know, comprehend sure. what they don't. The know. common people are worshiping, but the clergy, I would say, most of the higher ones aren't. They're just using it as a tool. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, in like a like typical Forgotten Realms D and D five e, gods are pretty much real. Uh, people can meet them. People can communicate with them. They can like you know bless people and give them signs, divine intervention. Um, gods are very much real. 
Yeah. Um, they can send down like an avatar of themselves if we want to call it that. Uh, and, and that's pretty cool. You know, that's that's pretty like typical like D&D fantasy setting. Uh, gods are pretty much real. Um, to contrast this, you know, a, a not real god is kind of like our gods, you know, like a Zeus, Poseidon, you know, that stuff. Like they're not like real physical beings, but they kind of have that like idea of a god, right? Um, yeah. So from my perspective in D&D, a, a god, like, I feel like gods have to exist in D&D. Just because there's so much, you know, time with them already. Uh, yeah, with clerics, paladins, you know, clerics, all that paladins. A setting kind of needs to have some gods. Yeah, and and so I think the gods definitely should be real and there and active. Um, the they can be less active though. They can be less prevalent, um, and that would just cause there to be less clerics and less paladins in the world. Um, and that would also tie into if the god in Arenberg is fake, then that would also tie into why they don't see miracle, quote unquote miracles from them very often, other than the infinite supply of gold. Yeah. Um, but do we think these the god of Arenberg is fake, or is he real and he just is like, I don't like y'all worshiping me like this, yada yada. Well, because so we, we know what the source, we know what the source of gold is. It's the dragon. So yeah, we do. But there could be like a god of gold that like is being misworshipped, I guess. So I had this idea, or maybe I like took inspiration from somewhere, I don't know. Um, but like there there's this idea that a god isn't actually anything until enough people kind of like believe in it. Um, like Santa Claus. Um, like Santa Claus could be a god because if you have enough people believing in it, it may as well be real, right? So yeah. the existence of a god simply depends on, you know, are enough people worshipping it. So, you know, with a, like a more popular god, you know, they could be relatively powerful. They could have a lot of presence, even if they're not really like a thing. But then you might have a group like a cult or something come by and start worshipping their own god. And their like worship and offerings to it makes it real, even if it doesn't exist before that. I've, um, there, there's also a kind of a also commonplace kind of not the flip side of that but kind of a subsidiary where the gods are real and they're there but their power and how much influence they have is, is dependent on um how much they're worshipped mm-hmm. so it's kind of taking what you're saying saying that they're not real until they're worshipped into being real it's more of they're real but their power depend is dependent on who worships them how many people worship them etc etc yeah so i love like that brings up a huge philosophical thing in our world is obviously well uh, i i guess we'll say god isn't tangible on earth but if enough people believe he is and they create actions that are real then by extension you could argue that the god has a real effect on the real world um but i think in like our setting I think that the gods should be quote unquote actually real. And then like Tony said, they should like their power level is derived by how many worshipers they have. Maybe. Okay. I like that. So uh, I'm okay with the idea that the gods are real. Um, like they're, they're tangible. Whenever you say real, do you mean tangible? Like I can touch a God or real as in like the concept exists. 
I think they could be both. I think that if you have an avatar of a god, that's an extension of the god itself. Mm-hmm. So, like, take my cleric, for example, in Anthony's campaign. If I become, like, god of fucking war or demigod of war and get infused with the power of Tempest, then I'm essentially, like, Tempest's arm in the real world, right? So does Tempest know of your existence? <clears throat> uh... uh You've gotten yeah. dreams directly from him, so I'd say yes. Yeah, you have communicated with him. Okay. So if, if if these gods are real and their power is derived by like their worshippers, right? Um, so so I, I don't know how to tie this in, but I kind of want to talk about it. Uh, what about the concept that like a god is like is a mortal, right? We typically think of them as the, these like great powerful beings. You know, what if they were a little bit more like down to earth and mortal? Um, like, like for Thor example, Hercules. like yeah, like a really str- yeah, like Hercules or something like that. Yeah, they're just like like human type humanoid people or creatures or whatever that kind of just like found something out that allowed them to ascend to godhood. So, um, a really where cool... godhood isn't a whole lot of anything. Godhood is more of like a title than like a description. It's like divinity. You're pretty mm-hmm. much become a literal god in that game. Yeah, kind of like divinity. So one example of this. Um, let me pull up my sources so that I know that I'm actually correct in this. Okay, so as far as I'm concerned, the 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 Raven Queen, right? Um, mm-hmm. in in actual five E um, Forgotten Realms kind of lore, no one knows her appearance. Um, and it's kind of a more mysterious god, right? Well, in um, spoilers for some spoilers for Critical Role, I guess. Um, in Matt Mercer's campaign, he kind of took that, and he has a huge event called the Calamity. And within that, um, a bunch of people challenge the gods to basically try and kill them and overthrow them. And one of them actually succeeded, killed the god of death, and that is now the new god of life and death, which is the Raven Queen. Um, and it's kind of like going in with what you're saying. Once once someone obtains enough power, they gain the godhood almost. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool tie-in. Not tie-in, but side okay. tangent. I'm bad is with your words. campaign. <laughs> is your campaign like? I know it's based off of uh, Matt Mercer's setting a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like, how much of it is based off of Matt Mercer's setting, or is it just like inspiration stuff? My my campaign itself, it's yeah, it's, it's solely just inspiration stuff. Like the actual campaign itself, it I didn't I wasn't even watching Critical Role when I first came up with the whole, um, like the whole world storyline and like the overall kind of arcing story. I had no idea Critical Role even existed whenever I wrote it. Um, but then uh, some aspects, I am now taking, like, some inspirations. For example, um, some of the, the factions are kind of, mm-hmm. I'm, link, I'm pulling some ideas from uh, his world. Just because that's something that, as a DM, I didn't want to do initially. I didn't want to take anyone else's information. I didn't want to take anyone else's stories. I wanted everything to be 100% mine. Yeah. It's a little bit of a tangent here, but oh well. Um and then That's a good one. I've as I've started DMing else. and started DMing more and doing more and more stuff, it's gotten to the point that I'm exhausted. Like mm-hmm. I like get so exhausted trying to come up with everything by myself, 
trying to come up with all my names, all my lore, all my factions, even the basis like ideas of them. Like trying to come up with all these and avoiding and tiptoeing, making sure I'm not copying anyone else, it gets exhausting. And so um, I've started borrowing like ideas from other campaigns and other settings now and stuff like that. And I'm being a little less bashful about it, I guess you could say, just because it was exhausting to like try and 100% make everything my own. And so now I've started to like pull some ideas. But to actually answer your question, Larry, not a lot of my world is actually inspired by Critical Role. My DMing—it's just the silencing sounded similar to what you described. The calamity. The, yeah. the, the the funny thing is, I came up with a whole silencing thing and everything. Like I said before, I even watched. Critical oh, dude! Role. That at, was, at Matt Mercer, he he fucking he jacked your shit. That was that was. Oh no! The Critical Role was going on. I just did what didn't. Yeah, watch yeah, it. yeah. No, I know. Um, no, that. I'll let, I'll tell you guys where I kind of jacked that idea from once we finished the campaign, but I jacked that idea from somewhere else. <laughs> but um, well, no, I, I I think that's funny you bring that up because I forget what it was, but I was reading like an article or something sometime, and it was basically the claim was like no idea in fantasy is original anymore because so much of it has been like recycled. It started with Tolkien way back when. Who's no, even no, it started. Tolkien it started the with the old. It started with the Odyssey. Yeah, I guess. The Odyssey. Yeah, that's where like the yeah. real kind of like it kind of started, and then. Well, did it start with Homer's Odyssey because mythology was around before the Odyssey? Yeah, but like whenever we're comparing like epics and stuff like that, it always goes back to the Odyssey. Okay, that's fair. Because that, that's um, the first like, Tolkien... like written like long term like work of literature. Yeah. I cited Tolkien because he kind of modernized it, but yeah. my point was that like it's not a bad thing that we obviously like obviously if you you jack jack something uh, yeah. from like you jack everything from like all the different fantasy worlds and it's kind of stupid, but like nothing's really original anymore, and it's not a bad thing per se because I think it sparks creativity, and I find myself taking a lot of inspiration from a lot of different types of fantasy and kind of putting my own twist on it. I think it's kind of an interesting inherent thing that we do. Like dark souls is a big inspiration in my world. Witcher, um, the Witcher Warhammer, like all that shit. No, in in my world, it's definitely very, actually, no, I can't say I'm not going to say spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Cause the moment I start listing some off, you guys might, be able to do some deep diving anyway back to the no, topic we don't take any gods. fucking notes which is a problem okay. take notes okay back so, to the gods. so one one kind of thought that i had we just talked about it a bit you know i'm i'm actually not a big fan of like people vying for power and wanting to like kill the gods it's like that it, it feels a little bit overused at this point I, i'd rather just create a system where that can't really happen um where gods don't really have like a physical presence that you can kill um, if you wish to quote kill them, you have to like kill like the idea of them, um, which or, or, or like I think damn near impossible. Until... By the way, well, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So like, kind of like diminish the. So you could like to kill them. You diminish like the faith in them and kind of like get less and less people worshiping them to the point that they are killable. Like the, to the point that they're less of a god and more of just an archfey that you can just off. Yeah, I mean, if if Christianity just kind of disappeared overnight, the idea of like you know, Jesus, God, or whatever, wouldn't exist. That's, I, I'd say that's equivalent to, quote, killing him. Um, 
so I, in, in, I guess in my idea, I wouldn't ever want anybody to stab something to kill a god. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's yeah. It's what kinda, I would want to create. It's kind of hacky. So, can gods die of old age? My, I, I had in my head. Yes, I think they should. If they're smart, they just make themselves immortal easy. Well, I, I'm not sure. I'd, I want to allow that. I think it'd be really cool to just have gods die off. So, assuming that they're not like based off of like the ideas and belief and stuff. So, I guess that kind of throws that out. But I thought it'd be cool if gods were just like really powerful mortals, um, and then they just die of old age on their own. You know, because we could say that you know having immortality like that is really oh. hard or not possible or something. Yo, I just had okay. So, as soon as you said that, I thought of. Well, actually, I thought of a lot of things. But something that popped into my head was... You guys played Skyrim, right? Yes. Um, so there's this thing in Skyrim called the Moot, where when the High King of Skyrim dies, uh, they have a meeting, all the different Jarls, which are like lesser lords that vi- or that swear fealty to the king, they all have this meeting to decide who the next High King would be. What if every time a god dies, they have this quote-unquote Moot to decide a new god to take that position and that could be like something that causes like this huge uh conflict between the gods every so often in the world i think that'd be kind of cool well why would the gods be vying for the power of the other god wouldn't that be see that, that i want to avoid that it'd be, it'd be i, I like... kind of want to avoid that story yeah well maybe not maybe it's not gods maybe they're looking for the next uh mortal to transcend well. I'm actually kind of sold on the idea of like a god's powers based off of its followers. Um, popular okay, gods so you're trying, tend to be more powerful. You're trying to avoid the whole like Mount Olympus trope. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And Mount Olympus killing right? gods. I'm going to overthrow a god and steal his power. I just don't want to deal with any of that shit. Um, I think that story's been told enough, and I don't want to. Yeah, talk it gets about complicated it. too. All right. So gods are kind of real. They're not physical. Their power is based off of like their believer, believers. New gods can crop up if enough people start believing in them, and then old gods can die off if enough people start disbelieving in them. Right? That is that kind of what we've off established? Of, yeah, and it, that yeah. could be them dying off of old age. Or, yeah, yeah. I, I would say dying of old age would then be people forgetting about them. So like, as their followers die of old age and don't pass on their belief, you know, the god starts dying of old age. It's kind of like uh. Disney's Coco, where once you, like, aren't being remembered anymore, you just disappear from the afterlife and you're just gone. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, so do we kind of like that idea? Yeah, I I, I mean, I, yeah, I like I it. I mean, like, it's not my perfect idea, but that's also just because I also have a very... <clears throat> my current world that I'm DMing is very kind of like my what my brain kind of immediately snaps to but mm-hmm. um no I do like the idea of the the power of the uh, not the power of prayer because that sounds cheesy um <laughs> but the the power that the worshipers have um over the god I'm all but for, does the I'm god not have tropes. free will then wait can you say that again which one of us uh, you, Tony. Do you, uh, do you say free will? Yeah, but would the gods not have free will because they're being created by the wishes in the minds of the masses? And they That's won't... a fucking amazing question. Oh my god, dude. Philosophy podcast. 
I would actually say if the gods are fueled by the beliefs of their followers, the god probably doesn't have free will. The god is no. almost like bound to what their followers want. Because if the god was able to go off and do whatever he wanted, you know, that would cause his followers to not believe in him, uh, which would cause him to lose power. So I would say maybe the god does have free will, but it really can't exercise it without killing itself. Okay, I'm going to get real deep here, keep boys. Alive. So, this is not nothing to do with gods, but a good analogy, I think. The Terminator. We <laughs> created Skynet, and Skynet became sentient and decided that humans are, are not good, and Skynet decided to get rid of humans. So, if a god reaches a certain point where he has enough clout from the people, he gains free will somehow... And then uses it to break free from the people. Could he attain free will? Similar to how an artificial intelligence would theoretically do it in our world. I would almost say that there's a hard rule that says no. Because <clears throat> a god would have to... So if, if a god's power is sustained by the belief of others. Or like I guess like the willpower of others we could say. Um, if... People start disbelieving in the god. It has less of a will to exert to maintain itself. So if there are like dwindling amount of people to you know sustain that god, he cannot use his existing willpower to sustain himself because eventually it's it's like plugging an outlet into itself, like an extension cord into itself. It's like if you have outside energy, yeah, it can sustain itself, but it can't fuel itself because it, it cannot produce as much as it consumes. I don't know conservation of magic or some shit. <laughs> I just, see just what to you're kind of saying. Stuff like that, unless but, unless there's some sort of external force acting upon it, in which case it could happen, you know, and that would be like a plot hook. What if they have so much power from all the people that they figure out a way to persist without that power from the people? I would say I that would have to be Skynet. a plot hook. I wouldn't ever want to write that in like the formal lore. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah like as, a, as a plot God. hook. Yes, Larry. Yes. Okay. 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 Um, that could even be part of the uh, your 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 uh, <gasps> my cleric class. Anyway, um, <gasps> putting it in the back pocket. Oh, I just had an idea. God, we're so fucking smart. So, okay, Brad's probably gonna hate this idea. Um. <laughs> But this would definitely be an anomaly and kind of be like a combination of what both a combination of what we've been talking about, but maybe not. I might just sound like a dumbass here, but um, sorry, right, you already do. Thanks, Larry. Um, <laughs> Don't be so wrong. if a god gets believed in enough and like they become tangible enough and like have enough worshipers and stuff like that, hmm, hmm, hmm. What do you I say? don't know. It sounds. I don't know. Um, say it. I want to know. <laughs> so it, my, my my thought is is that they gain so much like clout, I clout. guess, for lack of a better term, uh, clout. that this they. So you know how it's like like people are like, oh, I'm gonna ascend to heaven and become a god and shit like that. Mm-hmm. What if the opposite happens? Once they get enough clout, they actually become so real and so tangible that they actually descend and get a physical form that is Tony. what whoa 
that, that's kind of what I was trying to avoid. Reverse <laughs> um, plot hook of mine. Yeah. I but. guess if something like that were to happen, it wouldn't be like a physical form. It would be more like like an illusion or conjuration. Uh, something that's like more like an avatar and i wouldn't want them to have a whole lot of effect on like the material world gotcha. no i wouldn't want them to be like 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 leading an army or something in their name you know i, I kind of want to avoid that gotcha but if they wanted to like present themselves to their followers or something i'd say it'd be okay to put down like an avatar or do some sort of like miracle like that but if they don't um, have free will why would they put down an avatar because their followers believed in them enough to produce that free to to produce that capability. Gotcha. Um, so p- perhaps there's like a certain threshold, like a number of like you know followers or willpower, or like <laughs> god powers or whatever uh, that have to be media. granted to them uh, before they're allowed to like manifest in the real world mm. or present like booms. So you know people worship like gods of harvest and stuff mm-hmm. uh, in an attempt to like fertilize the land. Perhaps the god will have power to do something like that, but it requires like that like magical god energy or whatever that they can only like accumulate through like their worships. Um, now, do the ma- the answer to this is probably no, but do the masses know that the gods um, only as real as as many people are worshiping them? Um, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Okay. They might, say, they might. If, if they did know, then that would limit people from creating new ones, and that would be more people just flocking to the larger ones because they know that they have the following. Or they'd all band together and create one ultra god and become communist. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess maybe they have like a slight understanding. Like maybe they could see the relation. Say, hey. Whenever we offer three goats to the harvest god, uh, we end up getting better harvest. So maybe maybe they can kind of understand that there's a little bit of a relation between how much they worship and the benefits that they gain. Do you think they're that smart, though? I feel like they'd take advantage yeah. of it. They'd be like, what if we sacrifice a thousand goats and we have thousandfold crop yields? Like, that'd, I don't know. Yes. That'd get out of hand quick. So I've been thinking about this the whole conversation so far. Uh, perhaps there's some sort of like diminishing returns type system where there's like a certain threshold where there's like an optimal ratio between worshiping and benefits. Uh, and obviously nobody would know that. Uh, not even the God probably. Uh, so if every single person in the world was worshiping a God, uh, it would be a certain amount of strength. Um, if one less person, they would lose a little bit of power. Uh, and it's like every person after that, they would lose a little bit more. Uh, so, you know, the first a thousand worshippers are giving as much God power to this God um, as the next 500. Uh, like, dimin- like it's just literally just diminishing returns. Uh, and that kind of puts like a higher limit on how strong a God can be. Uh, but it also keeps the lower tiered gods relevant. I don't want to so get into I- like too many power systems, um, but I think something like that might be in check. Okay. I feel like we're getting kind of scientific about this. So yeah. what if there was like an in-game like science discipline studying this this thing we're talking about? Or is that like too much? Is that That's too much because then people that, that 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 would be admitting that the people know of how the gods powers. Well, no, no, no. It'd be very rare, and it'd be like frowned upon, like Copernicus when he was like, was it Copernicus or Galileo? One of those guys, one of those astro bitches, was like 
hey, we orbit the sun, and everybody was like, no, we fucking don't, and it took him, like, hundreds of years to realize he was right. Not, what, what, what about this? Um, you're not going to like this idea either, Brad. <laughs> so it's the people worshiping is what gives them their powers, right? Can someone trick the people into worshiping? They maybe think that they're worshiping a god, but they're actually worshiping a person and gives them the abilities instead? No, I'd say probably not. Okay. Um, but I, I kind of like, I, I, I almost like that first part. Can somebody trick the people into worshiping the wrong god? And yeah, I would say, cool yes. So, Those are very shaky yes. Armberg. Like, yes. So I would say, let's say that there's a god um, who who maybe uh, focuses on, uh, I don't know, we could say life and death or whatever, right? If they, they say, hey, look at my god, the god of life and death, uh, you should worship the life side of him, but they don't really inform them about the death side of them. They're worshiping like, yeah, life, 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 life. But that's also giving power to the same god that has the death, 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 death. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say you could totally trick them into worshiping a god that they don't fully know about. I wouldn't say it's a real person, but they could definitely trick people into worshiping gods. So that they the don't the think. the power of the worship will be it's to the name and not the idea, right? So like so like my 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 example is if if someone if they're just worshiping a to a god so they're being told to worship to a god that's the god of life and death but they're only told about the life then if they only worship in the life aspect wouldn't that just create a new god that's solely about life uh, or are they worshiping the name of the god and that's what's giving the god its power even though they're only worshiping half of it so is it kind of like with the fey how like you're not supposed to give them your true name or else they'll have power mm -hmm. over you is yep. it they're worshiping the god's true name which is giving them the power I suppose that's what it's going to have to be. They're going to have to be worshiping like the name, the true name of this god. Okay. No, um, oh, I like that. So can gods perform mitosis? Can you have a god of life and death, but then you separate them? And no, that, that's what we're talking about. By worshiping yeah, you, the name itself, it doesn't... You could have a okay. hundred gods of life and death. Okay, gotcha. As, as long as they each have their own true name, uh, and they each have enough worshippers to sustain themselves. So, big shocker. I had a crazy idea. Oh, what if? Okay, first question: Can no humans humanoids ascend into godhood if they gain enough god clout from no. the people? No, this, this is what I asked earlier: Was <laughs> could someone trick people into worshiping them instead of a god to boost them to godhood? And Brad was like, "Nope." So I'm like, "Okay." Now, can we change the rules if we are given the pretense that Mister Gideon ascends into being the god of gold? Okay, so... Because that'd be so fucking cool. If the church tricked everyone into worshipping Gideon and, like, literally made him a god, okay. I think that'd be hilarious. Yes, I think th I think that could potentially work. Um, <gasps> however, I would put some restrictions on it. Uh, okay. They would have to be dead. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's, a, that's and no problem. It, it wouldn't be the same entity either. So, Gideon Orm, the living elf dude, mm. He, mm. he is different than... He's dead the true name Gideon Orm that they may worship after he dies. They might look the same. They might have like similar ideas, but I, I would say that they are two separate entities uh, because the dead guy isn't ever coming back, but they could make a God in his image if they so choose. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's not actually Gideon's soul. Fuck, yep. that throws my whole thing off. Because I was going to have him become some mad god, but it was actually Gideon. No. What if, what if, oh, 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 oh. So, what if And he whenever... stopped the flow of gold because he was pissed off at Armberg. So, what if whenever, like, the gods, like, um, come to being, right? They're being worshipped into fruition. Um, you were talking about the conservation of energy, like, something can't be created from nothing. So, or the conservation of magic. <laughs> what if that the god just can't be created out of nothing and that it needs to pull something? And what if it does actually pull a soul with the same ideas, ideals that they're kind of fit the god that they're worshiping into fruition type of thing? So how is that any different than Gideon ascending the godhood? No, no, no. I'm not saying that it would uh, pull his soul specifically. I'm just saying it just pulls a soul. I don't know. Okay. That's like Dark Souls shit, man. I like it. So uh, we kind of talked, you know, what about like a mad god who gets like pissed off at people and starts causing them harm? I feel like that's a pretty quick way to lose followers and like lose their trust and whatnot, which probably results in you losing power, which probably prevents you from doing even more bad things. So Um, I feel like it might be a a rare occurrence for a collective people who maybe are like neutral or good um, to foster a bad god. Because if they see that their god is doing bad things to them, they're going to stop believing. However, as we, if there's a group of evil people, or maybe a group of like like two warring nations, uh, one nation will worship their god to do evil things to the other people, which makes them like them even more, um, because the people that he's harming aren't necessarily his worshippers. So harming your own worshippers is a great way to lose your power immediately. Um, but harming, harming other, other people fine. might be all right. Yeah. Can the can the gods interact with each other? I would say. Probably not um, through the people, through with the, the people. people. Yes, yeah. yes, but not, but not, not, not like, explicitly yeah. with each other. So, yeah, so you have two nations, like you said, going to war, and they both worship separate gods. Then, yeah, what man, if they both I'm worship the same god, war. though? Okay, so like, what if they worship <laughs> the same god, but they have different ideas of what that god is? Does the god become two different gods? Yes. No. Okay. No, because cool. they're still worshiping the name, specifically the name. Fuck. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, so is it a, so is I'm it a split personality god? Wait, I'm thinking. So you have two groups of people in Orenburg worshiping this god of gold or whatever. We'll say. Mm-hmm. I don't want to canonize that. I'm just using that as an example. Um, one of them's like, yeah, god of gold. He's providing all of our fortunes. Fuck yeah. The other one's like, god of gold. He's the god of like trade and good business, right? What What is this god's actual responsibility? Of gold and trade, gold and trade. Okay. I guess so, whoever yeah, he, has more he, god clout would determine oh, what type yeah. of god it is. Sure. Yeah. The, and, yeah. And the people like, worshiping it, like the gold, equal, the rock. Then it's just both of them. Yeah. So because yeah. you, you can have equally, gods that are the 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 god of two things that are completely opposite, the god of life and death. You can have that. So you can have the god of the rich and the poor, I guess. But sure. what about like the god of war, which is much more nuanced, like? Do you have the god of just war and the god of like guerrilla war? Like, can that be the same god? It's kind of contradictory. I feel, I feel like they could be either or. Um, depends on what the worshippers are thinking. Yeah. So, well, if can, for whatever reason, have a god of... uh, guerrilla warfare orcs or whatever, they're worshiping, you know, god of war. Dude, well, why they got to be orcs, bro? Um, but then you have like the more civilized people who are more like maybe like a holy war type people. If they're also worshiping Kratos, 
you know, what is he? Like the god of gorilla and, you know, holy wars? Like either, my, my answer is either maybe or yes. What if you have a god of war and peace? War is peace if you've read 1984. Great well, book. Because if you think about it, like you can't have peace. Like there's no concept of peace if there's no concept of war. And there's no concept of war if there's no concept of peace. Yo, so. this brings up a really fucking crazy... So... I was listening to this philosophy podcast at work, and there was this guy way back in ancient Greece who was like, opposites aren't real. They're just the same thing, but it's on a cycle. And I thought that was super interesting because he's saying like day and night are the same thing. They're not technically opposites, although we view them as opposites, but like they're just the same thing on a cycle. So I think that's interesting. Yeah, I had a funny thought a while ago. It was just like I was talking to like my sister or something, uh, and I was like, hey, what's the opposite of a dog? And obviously she says, cat. And I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. They're both animals. They both have four legs. They both have hair and fur and snouts and whatnot. Uh, I would say something even more opposite of a dog is like a slab of granite. Like, it's unalive. It doesn't look anything the same. They don't move. It's like, they're still earthly though, so they're still a little bit similar. But like, I just find it funny that like dogs and cats are so similar, yet everybody claims them to be opposites. I just love how you explained that. Just went full redditor on her. Just like actually, <laughs> actually, push my glasses up. <laughs> you you ask a question you know the answer to, and then correct them. Yeah, it's fucking it total loaded question. <laughs> but no, um, but then you have true. You, you then you have things that are true opposites, like hot and cold. Because one can't exist while the other one's present. But hot and cold aren't really a thing either. Like cold is just the absence of heat. Yeah. Or is heat the absence of cold? No, it's, no. it's cold <laughs> is the absence cold of heat. Is the absence of heat. It's, it's scientifically Fuck. proven. What about absolute zero? That That's is zero heat. Absolutely zero heat. Can you ever have true zero heat? Um, probably not. Uh, they're working on it. But the, pro- the, okay. problem, the problem with... No, the problem with absolute zero is... Um, at absolute zero, molecules stop moving. <laughs> Which That's means fun. things will just crumble into pieces. Okay. I can't. Anyway, wait. another. We, so, we're really on tangents tonight for so, that reason. So what does good, like, good. the worshippers? The worshippers. What do they define? Um, I would say that they kind of define like the gods' powers and capabilities more than anything else. Uh, the title is probably just assigned by the worshippers, right? Because what they're really worshiping is kind of that like true name idea. Um, so. A, a god of like opposites, you know, like life and death. You know, if if there's like half the people in the world, you know, worship the life, half the people worship death. You know, they're just kind of worshiping. If it's the same true name, um, the powers are just defined by the sides. If all of a sudden the death side dropped off, well, he loses all of his death powers and keeps all of his life powers. You know, so I would say that the worshippers kind of just give them power. Yeah. Like I, I, I would powers. I would say though that as the if all the death worshippers just dropped off and the amount of life uh, life worshippers stayed the same, sure he'd lose all his death powers, but I'd say he would lose a little bit of his life powers as well because he did lose some worshippers in general. Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. So so like even though like if you like so if it's at a hundred percent or so we're not a hundred percent. Um, so if they're at eighty, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a quick. It's an even 50-50 split um, between life and death worshippers. If all the death worshippers are gone, it doesn't just drop to 40. 
it would drop to something like 30 maybe. Yeah, because, well, I would say it's actually a little bit higher. I'd say it's probably like 45 because of like that whole diminishing return stuff. Gotcha. So it, I, I don't want to get too much into that. That's, again, getting a little bit too mathy about it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's, but, just, it's just the general idea that we're kind of trying to convey. But yeah. no, guys, yeah. are yes. we gods? Probably. Uh, I mean, like, technically, because we create, whenever we're, I mean, as DMs, we're technically gods of that mm-hmm. world, of that universe, so. Right, so I'm going to blow your fucking mind. Okay. Doesn't that mean that the worlds we create are real, and the people would have to be real because we're real, since the people create the gods? And the amount of people believing it is your players. Oh my god. So if we throw away our worlds that we create, we throw away part of ourselves as gods. Anyway, um, Brad, what else is on your docket for our All lovely right. conversation? Um, so we could talk a little bit about... Okay, so, so going down my docket, uh, what is the role of gods in the setting? Uh, and we kind of defined that they actually are pretty important. Uh, you know, people worshiping them has like a direct impact on like the material world. Yeah. Um, and then the role of the god for characters. Uh, again, their characters can worship a god that hopefully leads to material benefits for them. I'll pray to the harvest god. Hopefully he gives me better harvests. And the gods do indeed have the power to do that. Um, so as far <laughs> as like um, forms of worship... Is it mostly going to be like, you know, monotheistic or polytheistic or whatever? I I, I think it would definitely be more polytheistic just because of the way we're doing it. Um, It allows for the polytheism. I just kind of had, I'm sorry to keep going on tangents, but I just had an idea that what if, like, so you have the worshippers, right? But then you Mm -hmm. have the miracle, miracle practitioners, such as the clerics and the paladins. What if... Since his power is being drawn from the masses and from the people who are worshiping them, you know, this might be a plot hook idea or whatever. But what if whenever paladins and clerics use their powers, since that's very like high concentrated energy and like very life focused, what if it's actually diminishing the lives of all the worshipers? And the more worshipers Whoa. there are, the less of their lives are getting diminished each time it's getting used. But the more worshipers there are, the more paladin and clerics there are, which means the more their powers are getting used. Whoa, 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 whoa. I fucking love that. That's like, it's kind of Dark Soulsy because you lose, like, people lose parts but of the, themselves. People don't know just because, like, people don't it's, know. it's such a slow, like, small amount. Like, instead of your life expectancy being maybe being 80, maybe it's like 70 now. Like, as yeah, a whole, so if you go to the like, whole course of your life of worshiping this god. If, if there's you have a lot this of holy war, if you have this holy war between two religions. And there's a shit ton of clerics and paladins just firing off magic left and right. Maybe there are like some really big physical consequences on the population groups that are fighting. Yeah. Like maybe so much so that somebody starts to finally catch on. Now, nah, well, like no, 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 because they they would just they just assume because after like major wars, there's plagues and tons of stuff because all the dead bodies, all the deforestation, all that stuff will just encourages the rats and stuff to like flock to the cities because they, they don't have homes in the forest anymore because they got torn down for the war machines. And so, and then that causes plagues and disease and all that stuff. And so they would just assume that the 
the large amount of people dying is attributed to the plague. Um, Brad, how do you feel about the whole life diminishing idea? I mean, I dislike it, but I'm okay going with it. Because I was thinking, like, they're not really, like, paying with their life. They're paying more with, like, their, like, willpower, mental capacity type yeah. stuff and spirit, spirituality. And like, like, I don't necessarily think it's, like, a blood god sacrifice, you know? Yeah, no, no. Because it, <laughs> it, be. it's, it's unknown. It's just kind of the life force is just getting drained away a little bit. I mean, and, as long as it's, like, a really, like, minor unknown type thing, I think it could be okay. Oh, yeah. It's, um, like, it's not as a... It's, not it's less of a mechanic more of just a fluff thing just the, i just, just don't want people praying too hard and suddenly dying oh know? no 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 no, I, no no so i think this mechanic would be really cool in a campaign but i don't think it needs to be in our world no not in our like, world but I, I agree i just canon. came up with an idea for 100 but that that'd be a super cool campaign idea yep who knows Grimgore just might kill over the next time he casts cure <laughs> I don't know, man. He's pretty fucking holy. He might just have a heart attack one of these days. Um, right. Anyway, sorry to go on another tangent. Yeah, you're good. Doing a lot of them. So as far as um, monotheistic versus polytheistic, uh, it's, it's going to be 100% polytheistic. Um, however, I would say if you're praying and offering to like two gods, uh, so if you have like 100% energy to spend on worshiping God, you can do like 50-50 to like your two gods or whatever. And yeah. Your individual contribution, I guess, to their power is probably going to be a little bit less than if you were just worshiping one god. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you you probably have the capability to do multiple, and you can uh, worship switch off mul- on demand. You know, yeah, and you can you can worship multiple, but whichever one you like, that you can have a favored one. So you can be worship worshiping two, but then do like a sixty forty split. Absolutely, yeah. Or or since we're worshiping two, it would be what a forty thirty split. Yep. No. We're being so fucking mathematical with this, and I love it. So, so all this shit that we're talking about with all these like numbers and how these powers work, the people don't fucking know this. This is just yeah. kind of something that like we know in our minds. Could but, they like, figure it out though? Your your common folk doesn't really know that. They they might have like a vague suggestion, like I said earlier, like oh, I sacrifice three goats, I get a better harvest. But they don't like, like they don't know that they're like specifically devoting their willpower to some true named god who fuels his existence on the belief of the peasants like they don't know it that deep they just kind of see i I sacrifice a goat i get better corn clerics and maybe high priests they might figure it out a little bit more but not the common man i i feel like somebody smart enough would come along and notice all these things and eventually theorize that the gods aren't real because we created them that could be okay so this whole thing is kind of created in the back of my mind because i know there's a ton of really cool like bad guys and plot hooks you could set up um Mm -hmm. maybe like a cult coming back to revive a forgotten god or you know like some evil country using it to like smite the shit out of their enemies like like all this stuff is easily abused by a potential bad guy um so i think it's okay to kind of have some of these like weird scientific loose ends uh that could easily be picked up by a smart character and abused now this yeah. is this is kind of this is kind of like one of those instances that would be like a plot hook or a plot point. But when gods like quote unquote die, and like you said, someone picks them back up. But what if they pick them back up and start worshiping another aspect of them? But then what if the god dies off again and someone picks them up and worships yet another different aspect of it? Would the mm-hmm. god retain retain at least some of its previous aspects and start getting like kind of like this split personality shit going on? I love um, the split personality concept, personally. Like, so I, starts... I would say, yes, they could probably retain the memories of like their previous stuff. However, 
if they're no longer being worshipped for their old powers, they probably don't have their old powers. So personality and like idea and stuff, yeah, sure, that can yeah, yeah. stay. The personality powers itself, probably not. Yeah. Okay. Like they could definitely like maintain like this like memory, I guess. Consciousness uh, tied to like that true name, as long as it's the same true name. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Yeah, like. Okay. Yeah. I'm Sorry. Down for that. No, it was just another plot point that I or idea that I thought of. Um. But again, if they start using their power in a way that's not good for their followers, <laughs> the followers probably stop, you know, believing in them, uh, which causes them to lose powers and maybe die. Yeah. Okay. So I had this idea earlier when you said that earlier, and I forgot about it, and I want to get this out there. We all know from the real, real world that cults are very real. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things with cults is Stockholm Syndrome. So what if... The god was hurting the people, but the god somehow convinced the people, or the people convinced themselves, I guess, that this pain was penance for their sins. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like like that random thought of like the god, the god of mischief or something That's that just like another really good plot point. So- punishes his believers in into thinking that that's good for them. I like that's just cool. So, I don't think it's necessarily the god. You know, convincing the worshippers that this is actually good for them. I think it might be some other like malicious actor who sees that and is able to convince his worshippers that it's a good thing. But I'm not sure like yeah. the god has the free will to do that. Okay, that's fair. Or it's just a bunch of masochists. Like if a bunch of masochists got together and made that's a fucking the, god, <laughs> yep, they'd be just they're just constantly hitting themselves with the boards like in Monty Python. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's totally possible. That's gonna wait. That's gonna be my cleric. Oh, I love it. Oh, so the the god of so self. All this stuff pain. is just a template for future world building. Um, we can kind of use these like rules for gods uh, to make you know cool gods and characters down the road. That's that's kind of why we're doing this. Would so would the actual pan like the major pantheon of this world be somewhat like taking some from the. Um, Forgotten Realms, so like the Raven Queen, Pelor, and stuff like that, or do we think we're going to do a completely new pantheon? Um, I, I wouldn't want to reuse any of those like specific names, Okay. Uh, but the concepts are absolutely fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so on pantheons, so, um, how, how do we want to maybe like have these organized? Like, Is it going to be one pantheon that contains every single god created this way, uh, or are there going to be like one pantheon with sub-pantheons beneath it? Or is it just going to be super, like, distributed? I would be thinking, like, less of Pantheon. Like, so I'm thinking more of, like, one, like, one strict Pantheon, but then you have subsets. Like, though, like, the Pantheon that is pure, like, purely in power, they have a lot of followers and stuff like that. You have the ones that are dying out, and then you have ones that are dead. Do we even need a Pantheon? Since this shit's so volatile and chaotic, couldn't it just be like, there are gods, they exist? Yeah, let's have a pantheon and more of just that tier system of the ones that are, at least for the DM's perspective, the players wouldn't need to know this. Um, Sure. But like... I just think it's more of like a spectrum than a tier. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I guess spectrum's better, but thriving. So the three parts of the spectrum that are labeled, right? You have Mm -hmm. thriving at the top, um, struggling or upcoming in the middle depending on which direction they're going. I think we should split that into two. I think upcoming and then struggling would be the lowest tier. Okay, upcoming, struggling, and then dead. dead. 
Tough Dead is years. the very end of the spectrum yeah. of struggling. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, I like that. Cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. So um, whenever I say pantheon, um, I guess what I really mean is like the set of roles that governs these gods. Um, stuff like the worshippers provide them power, that type of stuff. So I guess they could say there's one pantheon and then there's like a cycle within that pantheon. I guess that's yeah. what it might look like. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Yeah, that's some pretty crazy shit. I love it. <laughs> this whole episode's I, I, been like yeah, a fever I, dream the, movie. The worshiping gives them power to then also flipping around in that like whenever their power is used that it takes from the um, from the worshippers. I think that, that's neat. Mm. It's honestly just a metaphor for life, man. Shut up, Larry. <laughs> it is. So, so I kind of started this whole episode... Do you really want me to explain? No. It, it, not, not on the podcast, at least, because that'll just eat up a, a half hour. Bonus, like. bonus episode. Maybe. Anyway. Good, Brad. Brad. I kind of started this episode with, like, the thought in mind that I wanted to keep the gods pretty, like, not powerful and more of, like, conceptual ideas. Um, but I actually think that this outcome is pretty good. Uh, I guess it's a good trade-off between, like, the idea versus, like, practicality. Um so as far as like the god's material effect on the world, you know, I, I think it should be really hard for a god to do some like a major catastrophic event. Um, like there's no way a water god would be able to like flood the whole world or ever have the power to do anything like that. Unless the um, whole world was worshiping this one god, then it would, yeah. I'd say it would. And I feel like that's incredibly unlikely. But Cult. Yeah, I just, I just want to keep the god's power a little bit lower than like typical D&D. No, yeah, I get that. Um, now, but now, if, okay. Do they get the powers from strictly worshiping or just the belief in them? So even if someone doesn't worship a god, as long as they've heard of them and know that <clears> the god, know of the god, then they at least have some still like tangible sway in the world. I would, I would say less worship, more faith. Gotcha. Yeah, I th- like I think for it needs example, to be more like an active contribution. Gotcha. For example, if you, you think it needs to be an active contribution? Well, it's like, like, um. I was praying, gonna praying is good enough. Um, just kind of saying like, "Oh God, help me!" Like that kind of stuff uh-huh. is like good enough. Okay. Um, you know, offerings are great too, but like you can't just say, "Oh, I know of him," therefore that's enough to fuel him. Like, no, you actually no, no, need no, to no, like, believe in it. So, I was thinking it was kind of the opposite of what you're saying. Like, I think offerings, like physical offerings, are good and they would boost the gods' clout. We're using clout a lot, um, but I think that faith would be more important than active worship. For example, you can be very faithful, like in the real world, like you're a faithful Christian, you believe in God and all that, and like you use that in your daily life, but you don't go to church every week. Um, like that's okay. still something. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was thinking you meant like, oh, well, I know of the water God, therefore that's no, enough to keep no. him alive. Yeah. No, no, so no, no, no. Whenever I said active, like, yeah, okay, I, I do include... You know, like I, I live out his motives and, you know, like follow his existence, even if you don't, you know, pray every night. No. OK. Yeah, I agree with your idea then. Yep. But to actually to go off what you said, like knowing of the God, I think that if some like if one person somewhere in this world believes there's a God of fucking like dirt, then there is a God of dirt. He might not have any power, but he exists because this person think he thinks he exists. So I. He'd be like very, too. very low on the spectrum, but like if we're if we're using this concept, I think he'd exist technically. 
So I, I guess if we wanted to put one more role in to kind of prevent like a god of literally everything, um, you could potentially have some sort of like minimum threshold that it needs to just kind of like exist and have any sort of power. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe people, we don't though? need that. Maybe yeah. Maybe one person is enough to like create that god, um, but for it to have any sort of meaningful power, it needs to have like yeah, like at least one church's worth of following. Like he'd be a little pipsqueak god, but like he'd exist technically. Sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fair. So, we're saying we're ruling with the gods not being tangible, meaning they can't take form in the material plane, right? Generally, yeah. They yeah, can affect they things, but they can't, like, walk around and well, do shit. they can affect things through their followers, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, is there no plane where these gods exist? They're literally just ideas? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> You can never stab one of these things. You can never no, know, touch but it like, or look at it or see it. You can't plane shift to it either. So they're not, they're not even gods. They're just ideas. They're yeah. not real. Yeah, well, that, that, that's that's the thing. That's why like they. That's why whenever like acts of miracles are performed, that's why I like thought then the the, the worshippers' life force should be drawn from to to perform those miracles. Then because there's Jesus nothing actually Christ. there to bestow those powers. Oh, so the like, the worshippers. If there's some like ambient magic floating around in the world, um, how I kind of imagine this is if you wish to like grow your crop or whatever, you know, all like the ambient magic is kind of like channeled through the minds of um Dude, all, yes. all of his worshippers, as if they're casting like a like a group ritual spell um to manifest that ability. So I want to grow that tree. Well, I'm just going to like manifest that ritual spell collectively in my mind with every other worshiper under the same true name to make that happen. So if I want to cast fireball, well, I just like, oh, I think of the fire god and everybody does it. And then that can manifest <laughs> enough power for a fireball. Um, I was literally just thinking about that. Yeah. yeah there's like this, this single source of uh, power, whatever you want to call it in the world. And that's where all the gods are derived from because mm-hmm. they're just ideas. They're just their focuses to channel this source, whatever the fuck it's called. Because, like, in Divinity, it's literally called Source. I didn't even think about that until I said it. But, yeah, like that. So, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, write this in stone yet. Um, it's not like physical if, magic, but, like, it's there somewhere, essentially. What if, like, uh, clerics just happen to be the people who were really good at manifesting that? So, uh, you have all the believers of, like, this nature god all around the world. Um, and then that, like, that, that, like, religious power kind of manifests itself and empowers this nature cleric so like if if there's a nature cleric worshiping a nature god uh and all of that god's followers stop believing in him the nature god that cleric would then lose his power as well because there's no god granting him that power so like clerics are essentially like like uh, like the channel that the god exerts the power in the physical world does that make sense yeah because, I mean, like, that's that's actually really, really similar to how it works in, like, 5e. Like, the god grants the cleric the power. It's the exact same thing, but instead of the god granting it the power, the people grant the god the power, which then grants the cleric the power. So yeah. the god's just kind of like a middleman. Yeah. Well, there is no god, so they think there's a middleman, but it's really <laughs> just going straight from the people to the character, to the player. No, oh, I like that. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to the next episode of the Dudes and Drinks podcast. We had some pretty crazy discussions today talking about gods and some of the philosophy around them and lots of tangents.
Thanks for tuning in. I think we have some cool stuff. Uh, check out our wiki. Um, adding stuff to the wiki based off on what we talk on the episodes. Uh, it's the canon lore of our world. Uh, make sure to check us out on social media as well. Uh, Twitter, Discord. Uh, come hang out with us. Talk to us. We're available all the time. If you have any cool ideas, let us know. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace out.